Welcome, I'm Faye Waterman, the Conversation Curator, and today we're going to be talking about Julie Hines' superpowers. Now, Julie is a certified image professional. She is known as the secret weapon. She's a confidant, a mentor, a resource, and even been called the guardian angel. And I believe all of those things about Julie because she has given many women the confidence to step out into the world and feel confident and amazing about who they are and what they do. Welcome, Julie. Uh, and today, what we're going to be talking about are your superpowers and where you come from. So a little bit of your backstory of why you got into uh, imaging and consulting with women uh, to make them feel good about themselves. What possessed you to do that in the first instant? Oh, gosh, babe. Um, thank you for asking. That's a huge question because it goes back um, quite a long way ago because I have been doing this for such a long time. I think when I, because um, I, I came from the corporate sector, so I was in a very... Um, you know, accountable senior sales role with a, a global organization which had me you know sort of doing all sorts of amazing things but you know then um felt pregnant and you know started my family which took maternity leave and when I wanted to go back to that organization there'd been a huge reshuffle so but what I had to do was reinvent myself I had to decide what was I going to do because I wasn't the sort of person that could just sit back on my laurels and not do anything. I came from a very entrepreneurial family. And so I, I just started doing some research into some things. I, I was also have my mother's creative flair. And I started working with a makeup brand um, in a network marketing type scenario. And I was and and that extended to helping helping girls in private schools because my school actually called me up and said, Julie, we'd like you to come in and talk to the Year 10 girls on professional readiness. Now, this is a long time ago. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I went in and I, you know, I, I found that, that they were really thirsty for information. They really wanted to, to know how to go about doing this. And I really enjoyed that whole experience. So I thought, I'm going to keep doing that. So I kept doing that and approaching other girls' schools to come in and talk to them. And that just grew. And as I as I was doing that, I thought, there's something in this. I'm really enjoying this, it's, you know, giving my knowledge over, but what else can I be doing to expand on that? So I did some research all those years ago and came across image consulting. I'd never heard of it before. I didn't know what it was. So... On further investigation, I found there were two trainers here in Melbourne. One was very corporate and one was a little bit more, had a lot more empathy and compassion and there was, you know, she was that sort of person. So on interviewing them both, <laughs> I decided that I would train with Anne Rankin and uh, ever so glad that I did. And so I undertook this um, incredibly expensive for me training program over two weeks, which gave me the knowledge um, to be able to start my own 
image consultancy business and I just knew absolutely, I, you know, when I started I was petrified. I didn't know what I was doing. But, but gradually you just learn and I continued to educate myself. You know, she handed me a few clients to work with and so I just, then I started networking in my local area and, and got a few more clients and just started building it up and that's how I started and I just found it incredibly rewarding because women were coming and really wanting to understand how to do this you know how to dress well how, what colors should they be wearing you know what why were they feeling frumpy in their clothes why were they not able to put a wardrobe together why did they not feel good in the clothes that they'd actually purchased themselves and they were coming to me for all sorts of different reasons it could be marriage breakup um, it could be they were going for a new role, you know, all sorts of different reasons. But it was all about them really finding their own confidence levels to be able to be successful, to do what it was they wanted to do. And that's how it started to grow. I was doing it from home and then I decided I'd branch out and looked for a beauty salon, which I found one. And so I leveraged image consulting with the beauty side of things and that set me on a whole new journey of discovery and learning. I had to learn how to do online marketing and send out my first email newsletter um, because it was all very new back then. Um, you know, bring this, this tired salon into the new, new technological age um, and deal with staff issues and learn about the beauty industry, so much so that I actually put together a training program for beauty therapists all those years ago on how to sell because, remember, I came from a, a sales background as well. And um, so yeah, I did an awful lot in that industry and then GFC came along and I thought time for me to just go back to my grassroots and, and do my image consultancy and so I did... Um, eventually sell my salon and, and just started working on my own again um, and really focused on senior executive women because I was at that age um, phase that I, I was the same age as these women. And although we've come from different pathways, there was a great connection point there of the sorts of things women were experiencing as they were going into that that phase of their life, you know, menopause, ageing parents, children at private schools, cash flow problems, you know, but they still wanted to have the confidence and they still needed to look really good, but they didn't know how to do it. So that's what started, you know, that's that's what's brought me to here, basically. What a, what a fabulous journey and what um, interesting people, women you would have met along this pathway, this journey that you've been on for, for many years and the joy you would have gotten out of seeing those women grow and that confidence and going out and pursuing life in a different light to what they had, you know, from the breakups to moving from corporate into corporate or whatever it was, but actually giving them the confidence to not feel frumpy, not feel 
disengaged with themselves, I suppose you could say. So I would say one of your superpowers is actually getting women to re-engage in who they are, how they feel and how they look. That is true. Um, I think for, for a lot of them, they, they some of them are already in that space, but they didn't want to dress like everyone else. They They knew that they could do better. And, you know, just going back through some of my client letters before because I thought I just need to have a little read of what's going on. And, you know, one in particular said, well, I just wanted the reassurance to know that I wasn't going to go into a boardroom and have the same jacket on as somebody else. Mm. So I, you know, she said I had this incredible gift of being able to go into her wardrobe and just identify what was missing and what she needed to inject into her wardrobe to give her that point of difference and elevate her into, you know, put her head above everyone else so she was actually getting recognised and the opportunities started to flow. And I think that's, you know, that's a common thread amongst all of my clients that say just give us the edge, you know, you, you are that secret weapon that other women don't have because they don't have you supporting them giving them that, you know, level of expertise and advice and support. And that's really what it's all about. I mean, even when I go shopping with my clients, you know, I dress in I dress in black. You know, I, I'm not the focus of attention. It's all about them. And yeah, I, I love nothing better than to see my clients, you know, shine at the end of the day and, and feel confident and feel empowered and and get the compliments that come from even other women on how amazing they look, how fabulous they look. And that's an important thing. When when you get a compliment from somebody, mm. a lot of the time we say, oh, oh, this day thing or it's really old or whatever. We play it down, right? Yeah. We're, we're really bad at, at taking compliments on board, but we need to. We need to be able to, you know, acknowledge a person giving us a compliment and recognise that it's, you know, there's there's a planning process that's gone in behind that. It hasn't just sort of happened um, yeah. for a lot of these women. And let me tell you, you know, some of the most stunning women that you see out there, that just doesn't happen. They, they get out of bed with, you know, they have a bad hair day, they get out of they're looking horrible and they have to get themselves together and most of them have people like me behind them who actually have planned it all out for them and they've helped them get the right hairstyle so it's easy for them to manage and style, help them put the right makeup kit together so that they and teach them how to actually apply it so if they haven't got a makeup artist doing it for them, um, you know, so that they look well put together they're collected and they're confident. And so when they're going into that important meeting or event or speaking or whatever it might be, that they're not distracted, they're not second-guessing themselves, they know all the boxes have been ticked in terms of the style of outfit they need to wear, the colours they need to wear, how it's coordinated, how they've accessorised it, how they've groomed themselves, the whole image is one which is coherent with what they're all about and what they're talking about 
Mm. And that's so important and being prepared for every different event or workplace or business that they're going into, being appropriately presented so that they are taken seriously. Because a lot of the time women are, particularly in the corporate area, are up against men and a lot of women need or have that feel to to dress and be empowered and bring out their masculine side instead of bringing out that feminine side, which would get them much further than bringing out that masculine side. Absolutely. And actually I posted something on LinkedIn this morning on that topic because I had a conversation with another woman yesterday and, and, you know, what came out of that conversation is that she'd always dressed with a masculine, you know, essence to it. And I, and I said, oh, that's interesting because very long hair. And I said, why, why did, you know, what's your feelings about femininity? And she said, well, you know, I'd like to be able to do that, but I've not done that because, you know, people tend to think that, you know, if you dress girly, it's, um, you know, you're less intelligent. Shake her, shake her. And, and look, there's so many biases out there for women in business and, you know, we can be our own worst enemy as well oh, in terms always. of the that we put on other women. You know, look at her, you know, what was she thinking and, you know, how dare she dress like that and, you know, who's she kidding and all, you know, all of those sorts of things can often come from your fellow female colleagues and, you know, it's it prevents a woman from actually stepping up to who she is as a person and how she really feels inside. And it's really sad because there are so many ways you can still dress to bring out your femininity and your feminine side but still have presence. Yes. Still command the room and still, you know, have that ability for people to to stop and listen and you know, to what you're saying. And, you know, women who actually embrace that and who are successful, they're the ones that, you know, will be the amazing mentors and role role models for other women coming through because, you know, there's a real problem, as we know, with gender equality and the number of women that are stepping up into senior positions. But it's it's not going to happen if women try to downplay who they are as a woman first and foremost, in my mind anyway. And I was reading an article on LinkedIn last night actually that was saying that, you know, the the numbers are actually getting worse. There's less and less women actually coming up into senior roles. And But then they talk about organisations that have, you know, 40, 40, 20. So 40% women, 40% men, 20% non-gender. Isn't that interesting? I the numbers are actually being fudged because we have this other addition into the whole equation now. It's not just strictly men, women. There's there's non-gender people coming into that as well. It's really interesting. I haven't thought about it that way before. but um, An interesting topic that we could have a long conversation on there, Julie. And perhaps not for today, but... Um, yeah, but challenging. They're challenging times for women and, 
men too, I guess, at the moment. Yes. Well, how should I present myself, you know, and what's – am I going to be ridiculed for dressing this way or am I best to, to go this way? Am I best to follow the crowd or do I want to stand out and be the lead? And so I'm all about helping my clients stand out and be the lead. Absolutely. Have confidence to be the lead. And, you know, by doing that, they are setting the boundary. They're, they're setting, you know, setting up their space that other women hopefully will, will follow. And the more they do it, the more confident they become and the less they think about what other people are going to think because they've got you in, in their background saying, this, this is you. Show people who you are. And that's what it's all about. It's not about conforming to what's going on in the world or what's going on in fashion because fashion is whatever you want it to be. Fashion is fashion, but style is a whole different equation. Yes. You know, fashion, I always say to my clients, well, fashion comes and goes. You know, you've got a trend come in and then it's out. Yep. And yes, you can wear the trend. It's how you wear the trend. Mm. Do you want to become a victim to the trend or do you want to just express it in a way which tells other people that you are current and you're aware of what's going on out there and, you know, but you're just providing a little snippet of it because underlying all of what you you are is your unique style and personal brand and if you're wearing your unique style which really complements you you know in all different ways in terms of your, your shape your age your physical attributes you know your personal colors and your personality because personality is very important then it becomes your style you wear it with confidence and you wear it well because you've been taught how to put yourself together properly and you know what to wear for different occasions, then, you know, fashion is just, oh, yeah, that's what's happening out in mainstream retail, but it's not necessarily what's happening in your wardrobe. No, and th and that's a really interesting thing because, gosh, I remember when I was young, a lot, lot younger, and I thought fashion I'd go and buy things and I think well what have I got to wear with that nothing so it'd sit in the wardrobe and it would never get worn and I did that for a very long time so I had all these mismatch nothings mm -hmm. and now and I am um, as I'm talking to you I'm <laughs> thinking oh I want to go and hide <laughs> yeah. because I know I want to be different I don't want to wear what other people wear. I don't want to be the same as everybody else. I want to be able to walk into a room and be seen and noticed for me, not for what I'm wearing, but for being an individual who owns the self. That's, that's exactly right. And um, one of my clients um, who does attend Parliament a lot. You know, initially when we started uh, working with her, she had a lot of a, a very familiar high-end brand in her wardrobe and um, Carla Zampetti and I said, well, you know, we have to sort of really just sort of try and move away, <laughs> move away from that brand. And so, yes, she has a lot of different things in her wardrobe now and, and she said, you know, going to Parliament was like 
playing a game of Carla Bingo, you know, like you could pick them out as they were walking down the hallways, you know, that they were all wearing the same brand. And and that was just so not where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And she's the captain of industry and highly successful and um, now. And, you know, she does, you know, she, she always looks impeccable and she looks amazing. I still... I still put her outfits together for her for all her, you know, critical engagements and meetings and things because I know, because I keep a record of everything, that I know what she wore the last time when she met that MP and the time before and the time before. So I always make sure that she is actually looking different and appropriate for that particular meeting and that situation. So that's you know, it gets down to the nitty-gritty often with my clients who are high-profile and are very influential for me to really work closely with them behind the scenes on, okay, well, what's coming up in your month and what what do I need to prepare for you through the various tools that, you know, I give them access to so that they can know exactly what they're doing. You are, you are their secret weapon, really, aren't you? I like to think so. I like to think so, you know, and, and but I, I really, I'd love for it not to be a secret. <laughs> mm. I'd love for them to actually share it with other women, but, you know, they, they tend to get very protective of, um, you know, their, what happens behind the scenes and how. Why, they, why, why? They're not looking so fabulous all the time. <laughs> but why, why do women do that? Why are they so protective? I mean, they can look good as well as everyone around them look good and they're not going to look the same. They're going to be different because they have a different personality, they have a different body, they may do similar work and things like that, but they're going to be different. So why not share the secret weapon? No, I, I don't know, Faye. I think it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting element of women's like psyche. <laughs> as to why they don't, some women anyway, don't feel comfortable sharing that they've worked with an image consultant and, you know, passing a card on to someone because they might think that the other woman is going to be offended, um, that they're inferring that they need help. You know, we're we're in a very litigious sort of um, time at the moment where people can get offended very easily about all sorts of things so oh, that's silly um it, oh I think it's silly too because mm. I know if I've you know if I've used a service provider who I think is amazing has done amazing things for me then I will broadcast it to anyone who says they've got a problem in that area then you know I will definitely pass on their details and I love connecting people together and I've even done that in my own community, you know, with my between my clients, where I feel, you know what, that would be a real you you need to meet one of my other clients because they do XYZ. I think there's a really good fit there. I mean, that's what I do as well. It's about connections, it's about sharing information because by doing that we can empower women more. And building those relationships, it's it's building that trust. It's building those relationships. I don't work in corporate. I've never worked in corporate and I've chosen never to work in the corporate sector. That's not me. But it doesn't mean to say because I don't work in that area, 
I don't need you. Oh, Faye, can I tell you that the biggest dilemma these incredible women have is what to wear for their less formal networking events, for their weekend um, events. Um, they're the things that they have trouble with at the end of the day. And, how, well, I've got this wonderful professional wardrobe here and I've got these beautiful things but I've got nothing to wear on the weekend. And I, and so, you know, I come in and say, okay, well, look, that's not that hard. How about we just take one of these items out of your professional wardrobe and we just mix it up this way? And they go, oh, oh I'd never thought of doing that. Mm. So, you know, in my head I see all of these different combinations but they only see something being worn one way. So that's where I you know, really help them expand the use of their wardrobe because I like I like my clients to have quality, less of it, but quality because they get an enormous return on investment because I'm advising them to invest in things which I know they might not know at the time, but I know they're going to get incredible wear out of those things because I can see the versatility of different things and how, oh, if you put that with that, then that with that, and that's going to do this and you're going to be able to get, and if we accessorize it this way, then you're going to be able to get all of this incredible wear out of it. And they go, I've been able to do that. So they just get stuck in, they get stuck in a vortex of thinking that certain styles of clothes can only be worn a certain way. Mm. But I I just throw that all up into the air and break it all down and say, well, actually, no. Yes. This is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to break it break it up. Yeah. And, you know, we went through COVID and I think that we became very, uh, I'd say, lazy with what we dressed in because if we were working, we could have our PJs on the bottom with our Uggies on and just have dressed up on the top, which 99% of us did. Yeah, a lot of people did. And yeah. um, I stuck to my guns and I tried to I always dressed, always dressed every day because I was actually really busy over COVID. I had my diary was full of uh, women really needing help, you know, how do, how, do I, how do I do this? How do I dress? You know, and they were still you know, going for going for roles. There was still activity going on out there. Um, but the whole how to present online, how to dress for work when you're online, how to how to be comfortably chic, you know, working online was a really big deal. But there's there was so much about dopamine dressing over COVID too. You know, I did a lot of work on that because it was wearing colour to enhance you know, and improve your state of mind and your mood was really important because it was incredibly depressing, you know, what was going on. And oh, the workload that women had to take on, you know, in terms of homeschooling and, and you know, if they were in a senior role, they still had to look after their team. You know, they, they just had so much on their plate and it was hard for them. It was really hard for them to be able to, well, I can't dress as if I was going into the office because I've, I've got so many hats that I've got to put on through the day. So there was a lot of help required to actually help them still. If they had an important meeting 
that came up that they were homeschooling, you know, that that they could just do one thing to be able to step in front of this Zoom camera and, and hold their space, you know, and step out of one responsibility into another responsibility and feel like they've had that separation because what a lot of women did is they did become very comfortable and complacent about how they dressed. And I think this is was a really big issue when we were starting to move out of COVID and back into, you know, hybrid or face-to-face because traditionally pre-COVID, you would go to work and you'd dress beautifully to go to work um, and then you'd come home and you'd change. And so home was a place of rest and relaxation and comfort so it was really hard to make that differentiation when you're working from home because this is my comfort space. You know, I shouldn't have to dress up when I'm at home. So they had a, a it was a real push-pull type situation for a lot of women. So just teaching them how to do it simply and easily and do the bare basics to at least present well online was was a really big topic. And also those women that decided that they were going to get dressed up to put their rubbish bins out (laughs) (laughs) because it was a release for them, you know, just dressing up. Totally. When I I started having my kids years ago, um, I used to make Fridays my my go-out day. And I always, look, I always got up when I was in hospital with my first, the nurses used to be amazed because I'd get out of bed and I'd shower and I'd blow away my hair and I'd put my makeup on, even though I was still in hospital. <laughs> You're the only one that does that. I said, I have to follow a routine. You know, like this is part of who I am as a person. And if I let go of this, I lose my identity. Mm. And so I've always done that because that's, the essence of who I am as mm. as a person and as a woman. And I've held true to that through, I mean, you've known me a long time. Yes, I have. True to that all my life. doesn't matter what I'm doing. I will still present myself at the beginning of the day in case I bump into someone or if I had to go down to the shop. You know, like it's just. It's, it is who you are and you are proud of who you well, are. It's just having that self-respect and I yes. think it's, it reinforces every time you see a reflection of yourself, you can go, oh, I'm, I'm okay. If, well, I'm not feeling okay now. <laughs> no, but if you, you know, if, if you always dress well, then, then you keep reinforcing to yourself every time you look in the mirror that you, look, you haven't made the effort and you really look second rate then that just drags you down further. I think, you know, we as individuals have a lot to account for to ourselves. We do. Absolutely. You know, keep standards to a certain level because once you start to drop standards for yourself, then everything else starts to fall down as well. That's a topic here, haven't we? But But I think it's all relevant to to being that individual who needs you as their secret, no, as their weapon. I'm not going to call you a secret weapon because I think you need to be known as the weapon for women 
to be drawn out of themselves and taken out into the big wide world to realise that they have to have a respect for themselves regardless of what other women think. They have to do it for them, not for anyone else, mm. but for them. And I don't care whether you work in corporate, whether you're in the glass, up at the glass ceiling or wherever you are, be you. This is why I'm doing this podcast because I want people to realise their brilliance and their magic, to, to be able to share that with people so that people understand who they are and how they can help those individuals that need your help. And that's what's important. It's not about the tall poppy syndrome. It's not about worrying about who's going to judge you. It's not about any of that. It's about you being you and being true and real to yourself. And if you want to dress up every day and put makeup on, I don't go outside unless I've got lipstick on. I don't even go into the garden without lipstick or my mascara or my eyeliner. I don't wear much other makeup. But, you know, it's it's about presenting yourself in a way that you feel comfortable with who you are no matter who says what about you. Yeah. And there's the other side to that too. I agree wholeheartedly because if you don't have the self-respect um, to do the bare minimum, then how can you expect other people to respect you and, and take you seriously as well? That's yeah. yeah. But there's also the, the second with, um, point with that is that we can make changes. So we can take women through transformations where they're not, despite all their efforts, they're not able to get to where they want to be in terms of how they're presenting but they need they know they need to present a certain way to be able to get ahead. So that's the difference is okay, where do you want to be? You know, here you are now, where do you want to be? What's not working for you at the moment? And so that's where I come in. That's where my expertise comes in and I'm able to to assess them confidentially as to where they're letting themselves down and what we need to be focusing on to really bring out the positive elements of who they are as a person and what will make that attractive to the people they need to get the recognition from. It's not making them dress in a way which is not authentic to who they are. It's just helping them realise their true potential and how they can present. And you know what? It's amazing what happens to them when they go through that transformation process it's quite surreal sometimes, you know. It can sometimes even be just a simple hair colour change because mm. because I do colours and we work on, you know, hair colour, eye colour, skin tone, etc. and, you know, what is right for you. And, you know, hairdressers are fabulous, but often they'll take you on a tangent which is perhaps not coherent with what it should be. And so that throws everything else out. It throws out the colours that you wear and everything. So I've done some amazing, just simple, you know what, I'll take their photo, I'll put it into an app that I've got and I just show them the difference between how they're presenting now and what they would look like if their hair colour was what it is supposed to be and then I put their colours up against them 
as they are now and as it should be and they're like wow so when they actually go off to bed and have that done that's when you start to see real change mm. and real real movement forward in terms of this whole transformation process because they've been held back by someone else's lack of expertise in that particular space. And you'll find a lot of times that the hairdresser will do what they think is best for you, not what is best for you. Yeah, well, they're trained differently, I think, when it comes to colour. You know, colour analysis, working with colour, I mean, in, from a hairstylist perspective, a hair colourist, it's extremely technical, mm. extremely technical, and I don't profess to have their knowledge as to how to put colours together and how to change hair colour, but I do know colour analysis and how what colours are going to work best for a person based on skin tone, eye colour, you know, hair colour, etc. So that's where we have the meeting of the minds and we come to an agreement on what's to be done. And it always works out. It's interesting. So what would you say your superpowers are, Julie? <laughs> um, look, I think... You know, it's it's really just I I understand women. I I understand women and I understand where they're at. I understand their fears, their frustrations, um and what they you know, and I get it when you know, there's always something underneath that they, they know they can do better, that they would really like to see. And so, you know, I just work towards that with them. So I have a lot of empathy. Um, I try and make it a very fun process. You know, we have a lot of laughs. Sometimes we have a lot of tears. and But it's always in a really nice environment. So I guess, you know, it's caring, the empathy, it's the empathy, it's the caring, it's the really wanting to understand who you are as a woman and how can I help you be the best version of yourself mm. to be. And, and that is wonderful because I think every woman wants to be the best version of themselves. We sit and we repress, we push it down because we have that fear of being seen for something that we're not really it's not that's not life no. life is being seen for who you actually are mm. and loving who you are oh absolutely look one of the things one of the questions I ask my clients you know right at the start is okay give me three things that you really like about yourself and that is the hardest question they can ever try and answer because they're really really good at putting themselves down all the things that they don't like about themselves, you know, and we call those prominent features, <laughs> which, we, which we work with from a style perspective and colour perspective and we just we acknowledge them and then we deal with them. But what are the things that you really like about yourself? And so, you know, we just flick the coin, you know, let's just not focus on all of that because I'll deal with all of that for you anyway. You don't have to worry about that. I want to know what you really like about yourself because that's what we also need to work on as well. Well, thank you, Julie. I, I think you're amazing. You always have this presence of elegance about you, which 
from the first time I met you and you've maintained it forever and you always will. And I think that what when you're working with your clients, you give them the confidence to know that they can present themselves in a way that they have that essence of elegance and can stand in their own power and be them and feel comfortable doing that. I hope so. You know, when you talk about um, executive presence and there's, you know, one of the elements of executive presence is is appearance. Mm. And sadly, in a lot of conversations that you'll find on the topic of executive presence, they talk about communication and leadership skills and gravitas. And, but they, they really don't like talking about the whole appearance side of it, but it's such an important part of it because without you being able to look at yourself and say, oh, I look great, I feel, you know, I feel great and I've got that confidence. If you look at yourself and you think, mm-hmm. <laughs> how can you have executive presence? You can't. No, you can't. I, I keep, you know, drumming, you know, drumming my drum and, you know, Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Talking about it because it is it's it's the topic that seems to be the big elephant in the room that no one wants to taboo. Mm. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that. We just need to deal with whatever it is in life every day. And not deal with they'll turn around and say, I want to look like you. Well you can. (laughs) Let me help you. Like me, but you know, we can we can Certainly, you know, we can make get them, them to look like what they feel good as, yeah, yeah, themselves, yeah, yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Julie. It's been a fabulous conversation. I'm not going to tell you how I feel about me now, right now. Oh, God, um, come on, you're, you're <laughs> so talented in so many ways, and <laughs> listeners have no idea how much, how much talent that is with you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Faye Waterman. I am the Conversation Curator. This has been What's Your Superpower with the beautiful Julie Hind, a certified image professional. If you want to feel good and look good and pursue any career and have that confidence, contact Julie. She will help you do that. Thank you. Thank you, Julie, for your time. And I'll see you again sometime. Bye for now.